0: Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. Before we get into anything today um, about football, about the Vikings, about the upcoming game, um, about the playoffs, um, about any of that, um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Demar Hamlin. Um, frankly, the game this weekend, the games this weekend, the playoffs, like none of that matters right now. Um, I get it. The NFL is going to continue to go. Um, Yesterday, they basically, the NFL announced that the games would continue to go this Sunday. Um, But I think right now, the only thing people are thinking about is DeMar Hanlon. Um, 24-year-old safety for the Buffalo Bills suffered a cardiac arrest on Monday night. Um, It was something like I have never seen on a football field. Watching from home, you could tell right away. um, This was not just a normal situation, a normal injury um, when they came out of break and you just panned in on Josh Allen's face or Stefan Diggs' tears or Trey White's face just looking in horror. Um, you could tell right away this wasn't your average injury. Um, and as we know now, after nine minutes of CPR and an AED on the field, um, they were able to restart DeMar Hamlin's heart. He is now at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center um, still in critical condition. Uh, just a reminder, Tom, like how violent the game is. Like how I think we take it for granted what these guys do on every Sunday or Thursday or Monday or whatever. Um, but they're humans at the end of the day. And I think this is a good, not so subtle reminder of like, this game's really, really dangerous. And, and we just happen to watch it every week.
1: Yeah. I was, so I was at the Wolves game and, Someone in front of me had the game on the TV screen silent, of course. And I saw it coming out of commercial. So I saw the players gathered around the ambulance. And like, there's so many violent injuries in football, as you kind of allude to here, right? And you think of like how these players kind of compartmentalize. I believe like in high school, if a guy gets injured, they cancel practice. Mm -hmm. In college, they just move everything 15 feet ahead and move on. And that's how they do it in the pros, right? It's an occupational hazard. You could break your leg, break your ankle. We know the concussions and what they can do to people. Th- it's insane that like, we didn't know right away that they wouldn't continue on. Like to me, this is not an occupational hazard. This is a freak injury. And we're talking life and death and mortality of a 24 year old guy who before this was in peak shape. Um, and th- that was my initial concern like once i kind of realized what was going on is like we've got to stop and realize what's happening here you know that that he went into cardiac arrest that he was in a ambulance and and where he was brought to in the hospital you know that's and and that he remains in critical condition to this day um yeah i mean it's uh we know how violent the sport is we've talked about it like indirectly the hits like cousins and Justin Jefferson take, right? Or whatever. Or the injury like let's say Brian O'Neill sustained in that game or whatever. This is just such a different magnitude and it's it's halting. You know what I mean? Like you kind of stop and go, this is something that we are all entertained by and talk about a lot and uh try to cover conscientiously. And you almost have to reset that process when you're like, oh my God, a twenty four four year old kid nearly died playing a sport. Absolutely. And I think
0: like ESPN was in an impossible situation that Mm -hmm. day. Um, You have to cover the story. You have to inform the public of what's happening, what's going on in real time. You're also tossing back to the studio with, you know, Susie Colbert and Booger McFarlane and Adam Schefter, just sitting there having to riff. Um, But I think in those small moments, um, Joe Buck included, Lisa Salters, um, Mm -hmm. Ryan Clark, you saw like, a level of humanity that I think sometimes is lost within this game. Sometimes is lost within this profession. Um, Seeing Lisa Salters like break down on the sideline, just talking about what she had just witnessed, like hearing Ryan Clark um, talk about, you know, the way that we talk about this game, the way that NFL players talk about this game is, you know, you're ready for war. You're ready to die on the field. And it's like, I I think a lot of NFL players mean that like, and, 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 this is a, an example of like, this isn't just, that's not just a cliche that that people use. It's like NFL players understand that in order to live their dream, they have to like risk a nightmare like this. And I get it. This was a freak injury, freak accident, something that has never happened before. Um, But I think you're right, Tom. It's a, it's a good moment of like pause to step back and realize like, these are human beings at the end of the day. Like this is not just a sport that we consume for our entertainment and it took too long for them to postpone the game, but thank God they did. Uh I think there was a a point in time where they started to warm up. And I think Joe Buck said five minutes to get ready, quote unquote, get ready. Um, And then they were going to continue to play. And then obviously Sean McDermott and, and Zach Taylor got together and basically sent their teams to the locker room on Monday night I would hope that the NFL would have had some sense about them at some point to just say like, okay, we can't play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, no doubt it took too long, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just glad that it wasn't something we're looking back on now. At like, how can we, how, how did we make those guys play the game? Uh, because th- there's no way they should have. And and it's, it's good that they didn't.
1: Yeah. I kind of wonder, you know, it, it happened in such an isolated <laughs> way as in this is a Monday night game. They're highlighting, Yep. And obviously before the injury, people <laughs> had placed a lot of importance, people around the nation, right? Not just yes, fans of yes. either team of this game. And I do wonder if it like if it happens at noon, you know, like like is this something that like breaks into a game that you're watching? You know what I mean? And yeah. like how that would kind of affect you as you as you watch the rest of a game that that is relatively isolated from uh the game in which something like this takes place. I was like if it's 325 and everyone's kind of watching it and there's a game that night and a game on monday like how does it affect those two games and then obviously in the in the highlight slots right the the sunday the monday you know like in some ways maybe i mean it's not it's not a positive but we are taking time to reflect on it and focus on it i mean you think of how much of sports center is dominated let alone like actual news is dominated by this story Mm -hmm. um and that's the appropriate amount of gravity like again like because of fantasy football right is you sometimes think of these guys as like stats almost right yes. or like madden players um i think even within uh the mentality of like someone with their own team like i remember because this guy's getting starts as a safety because of uh injuries in the secondary i think he was like a six-round pick um you know i remember covering the buffalo game so the the vikings game the fans kind of complaining about the secondary. Right. And like, unfortunately sometimes sometimes in your mind you go, well, this guy's injured who steps up into his place. Right. We, we talked about with a very different injury, but like Austin Schlottman goes down, Chris Reed, who's not a center has to step in or whatever. And I think the right perspective is we just have to focus on the health of, of this mm-hmm. guy. And I hope he comes out of it. And there's, there's, um, you know, we see a happy, healthy guy, you know, come out of the hospital, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's something you have to think about with entertainment. I understand it could happen in other sports. You go to, like Hank Gather's way back when um, a college basketball player who died on the court of cardiac arrest. To my knowledge, of course, like they're speculating a little bit, but I was watching outside the lines and they're like there could be a pre-existing, you know, existing condition here. They also said this could be an injury that that typically is actually created with the impact of an object. So, like I think Brian Ralston, for example, could hit a slap shot hard enough; it hit a guy, the goalie, straight in the heart. It, it could uh, induce cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. So, I understand other sports have hazards. It just feels like because I mean, this almost felt like a routine hit, right? If you saw the saw it in the in the moment, T. Higgins hits that's him; he goes down, pops back up, as we've seen players do a hundred times, and then like there's this sense of dread as he goes back down in the field. That's that's the anomaly, right? Is the is the action afterwards and um yeah i mean it's again like my mind when when you see guys get hit is what happens to their knees their shoulders their head right it's it's just so devastating when it's the heart you know and so um so yeah i you know i i don't know you know i don't know how i'll if i'll view football differently i understand players have been paralyzed before there's a lot of coverage of like the 97 the the detroit player 97 who yeah um was injured but um yeah, you just, I, I almost think about it all encompassing, right? How many injures, injuries these guys sustain, how much they go through to play every day, the yeah. toward all shots and all this stuff. And something like this, I, I don't know. It just, it almost feels completely separate that you're like, oh, this could mm-hmm. happen within a game. And it's always kind of a back of the head concern, given that there's always an inherent risk to what they're doing. But, um, but yeah, I just don't, I do feel like this is going to change how people view the game. I do think people will continue to watch it or whatever, but um, it's hard to see something like that and not be affected by it.
0: For sure. Um, I think Kevin Clark works with the ringer. He did a good write-up on it. Um, basically that you knew right away this was different. Um, and, and it's sad that in football, the way we watch it is when guys go down, when guys are on the field for a prolonged period of time, as they get strapped to that backboard, we're just hoping that they give a thumbs up and that we get a tweet at some point saying they have movement in all their extremities. Like, if you just break down that, like, what we are hoping for when we watch significant injuries, like, it's pretty, like, like it's become a part of of the watching experience. Like, did that guy give a thumbs up? Did we get that tweet that says they have movement in all the ex- extremities? Like, the fact that that's what we're hoping for shows how how violent this game is. But I think that's just become part of the watching experience, part of the way you consume football. Like you said, Tom, this one was different right away. And I I just, you know, want to continue to hammer home that like, whatever happens in week 18 doesn't matter. Whatever happens the rest of the year doesn't really matter. Um, And I know the NFL is going to keep going. Um, But I have a hard time, like you said, thinking about how people are going to watch games on Sunday. If we don't know what's happening with this twenty-four-year-old kid, Demar Hamlin, um, he's still in the hospital in Cincinnati. Honestly, like everyone has talked about the logistics of making up the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. How could you send the Bills back to Cincinnati to go play a football game at Paycor Stadium? Like, whatever the NFL decides to do, or whatever the Bills and the Bengals decide to do, is the right decision here because. If you want to make it a tie, whatever, that's fine. If you want to just say the game didn't count, we'll go on win percentages. That's fine, whatever. If you want to play these weekends games and then push everything back and, and have no buy before the Super Bowl, that's fine. Um, if you don't want to play the game at all, like that's fine, like because none of that really matters. Like the end result of how they make up or how they do not make up the Bills Bengals game doesn't matter because I think the only thing people are thinking about right now is Demar Hanlon, um, and it's just going to be hard to kind of push forward in, into the, the this week ahead um with so many unknowns surrounding that kid.
1: Yeah, I do think there's a different mentality between playing your next game if you're one of these two teams. I think you yeah. go back to kind of the war analogy that that Ryan Clark says or this this understanding that you can suffer a devastating injury whether again it's like compounding concussions, breaking a leg or um at the extreme with what we saw. I think to pick up a game where this happened is near impossible. I mean given given yeah, the player psyche mentality because you're naturally going to go back to that place right it's we've seen players express concern for their teammates before because there's so many in- injuries in the nfl you could just see the expressions on their face and, and you know what i mean it doesn't take much of kind of like body language reading to go this is just a completely separate um place they're in and again that's it's unfortunately it's appropriate we should we should not think of this as as a typical football injury it's not and it's and it's potentially fatal but um, i just don't know how you put them back in that you're literally resetting the clock to what it was before the score to what it was before you're putting it in the same location with the same two teams like i just don't in my mind i don't know how what they're gonna if it's a tie or what they're gonna do as you said it almost doesn't matter i think um the important thing is it's it like you have to think of collectively how this is going to affect all the people involved v- between those two teams, and I just I, I think it's completely separate. Going to a different location, playing a different team, than trying to reset something, understanding why it's being reset and played at a separate time.
0: We are recording this Wednesday morning, um, as of right now, eight fifty ish Central Time. We don't have any updates. Um, I know the last update um, I saw yesterday on Tuesday night. Um, DeMar Hamlin's uncle was, was talking to certain media outlets um, basically saying when he got to the hospital, he needed hundred percent oxygen as of Tuesday night, he just needed 50% oxygen. So the the direction was trending in the right direction. Um, We just hope, um, you know, like I said, this is Wednesday morning. I I hope by Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, um, we hear more positive news about this kid. Um, Until then, we will keep DeMar Hamlin, his family, uh, the Buffalo Bills, everyone else, anyone else associated with him, in our thoughts, in our prayers. Um, And that's really all we can do right now.